Greetings, everyone. This, this is Starting from Experience, Still Standing with Michelle and Dwayne Smith. We got married in our 20s and have been married for 20 years strong. Every week, we will be taking you through areas of our marriage, sharing strategies to navigate your long-term relationships, overcome obstacles, and rekindle that spark to stay together. Subscribe, Subscribe now. now. You don't, don't want to miss us. us. Hey, hey, hey. We back at it again. Here we are with our next episode. Our next episode. Was it six? Five? This is six. Six. This is our sixth episode. Why six episodes? And um, it's actually inspired once again by one of our favorite people, <laughs> our psychotherapist and couples counselor, Kwaku. Yes. Yes, sir. So after our session last week, which was a doozy, um, one of the pieces of homework he gave us was to read this article by Jody Clark called How to Build a Relationship Based on Interdependence. I will link it in the show notes. So we both have taken a read through this article and it has definitely inspired some conversation that we are going to capture right now in real time. Right. I mean, the article really talks about the differences between independence versus codependence, um, how those relationships work, um, what kind of characteristics you can see in an individual um, who's in those kind of um, relationships. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, going to be hot off the top here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just start with some definitions. So what is interdependence? Interdependence or interdependency suggests that partners recognize and value the importance of the emotional bond they share while maintaining a solid sense of self within the relationship dynamic. So this is as it is defined in the article. Um, what do you think when you hear that definition? Uh, I would definitely say that sounds like... Uh, lovely euphoric relationship <laughs> um, you know where two people get to be themselves and um, still have this relationship that works um, as they try to combine their single selves into this duality thing that's right and it further goes on to say an interdependent person recognizes the value of vulnerability being able to turn to their partner in meaningful ways to create emotional intimacy they also value a sense of self that allows them and their partner to be themselves without any need to compromise who they are or their values system. Hmm. Yeah. Right? And then, <laughs> and then so when you look at the opposite side of that of codependency, it basically says that it involves someone who has lost their core sense of self so that her, his or her thinking and behavior revolves around someone or something external including a person, substance, activities such as sex or gambling. So, I mean, you're looking at someone who basically it sounds like you're interdependent means essentially you, you are working on yourself, you believe in yourself mm -hmm. versus the codependency. You're looking for something out external to kind of validate affect your you. internal kind of thing. Yeah, validate you, drive you, right. direct you. Right, 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 right. So when I look at the definitions of these two ideas interdependency and codependency 
I see myself today um, striving for an interdependent relationship with you. Striving, fighting, clawing, (laughs) grabbing, (laughs) screaming, begging for an interdependent relationship. But when I say like now, it's because when I think back to when we just got started, um, late teens, early 20s, I think what I see as defined as codependency was sort of the only way I thought you would be in a relationship with someone. Hmm. Um, not that the, you know, the description there of the losing your core sense right. of self, right. but, um, you know, some of the characteristics that it was listing of codependency, um, Poor or no boundaries, mm. people pleasing behaviors. Mm. Um, you know, I used to say before, like you know, I don't, I don't have boundaries because I thought that that meant that I was allowing that person to be close to me, mm. not recognizing that setting boundaries isn't actually about the other person first. Right. It's about you first. Right. Um, people pleasing. I might think of that as like I'm flexible. I want to satisfy my partner. I want to you know, always be a yes for my partner. So I didn't see that as that was codependency. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other ones, okay, maybe they seem a little more obvious, like unhealthy, ineffective communication. I mean, who would want to strive for that? <laughs> Blaming each other, who would want to strive for that? Right. Um, no personal interests or goals outside of the relationship. No, I wouldn't want to strive for that. But I also did see like a benefit in melding my goals into what your goals were Mm, because mm -hmm. I saw it as a way for us to work together in this relationship. Right. So I can see how the line can get a little blurry. Yeah, for sure. It's very fine. I mean, it's funny that you say that because when when I look back at us as kids, um, I I see you very... I think what's happened is you were interdependent then and maybe now you have a more clearer idea of what that looks like. Oh. Um, because I feel, I'm, or you have a more clear way of advocating for that. Okay. Um, versus like, you know, maybe there was parts of a codependency, but I think essentially as kids, you were still interdependent. You were still, you know, um, into having your own friends and, and hanging out with your family and right. doing, right. you know, taking care of your own interests and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that was still something that was very um, important to you. As, as kids and I mean as we've grown up I mean you've just elevated that that interdependency and um yeah mm-hmm. okay that's interesting it's always great when we we do these episodes because we always um talk in a way that is so reflective mm-hmm. that we might not speak to each other just when we're not recording right. so I'm always taking in something new about how you see me or how you mm-hmm. experience me or yourself live right so what about you? Um, where did you, where do you see yourself? Where have you seen yourself? Um, your you know what? I would say um, essentially um, I am on the codependency scale. Um, a lot of, you know, what makes me happy or what drives me comes out of the relationship with you um, and the relationship of our family, essentially. Right. Um, it's not to say that I don't have my own you know, hobbies or, or interests or anything like that. But all of that seems to um, fail or like come below, mm-hmm. you know, the, the marriage and the family and the kids and stuff. 
So I would say there's definitely a codependency on, you know, how you're doing and that impact on me. Mm. Right. So if, if you're not doing well, then I certainly am not doing well. And I mean, I, I know that sounds kind of, kind of like that whole like, you know, happy wife, happy life thing. But it's more than that. It's more like um, if you're happy, then I know that I'm doing something right. Okay. If you're joyful, like if things, you know, if you're like not in a, if, if we're not in some sort of um, crazy state, things aren't upset, things are moving really smoothly, then that means I must be doing something right. Mm. Um, versus like, you know, when it's opposite and it's, I must be doing something wrong. So, I mean, one of the big things about being codependent mm-hmm. is, you know, self-esteem and your reflection of yourself. So that's always been something that has been um, an issue for me. And even as I've grown older, I don't know if it's gotten worse or if it's just become developed in a different way. Um, mm. But it's, it's definitely something that's still there for me, for sure. Right. Well, I would say that as we've both gotten older, what's happened is we become more um, clear, as you were saying, clear about where we fall on the line, mm-hmm. on either side of the line. Mm-hmm. And we've also gotten better at, I think, calling each other out on aspects. At least one of us has, anyway. <laughs> and which one of us is that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think this is, this actually, when we got this article and I read it, and we haven't actually discussed the article until right now. Right. Which, Kwaku, you'll be happy to know we did our homework. this actually is our homework was to read it independently and then we would be talking about it in therapy so if you happen to listen to this recording then you'll get a little bit of a preview of our next session right um but other than that what i was gonna say is um in looking at the article and actually doing this it helps me to see that on a number of conflicts that we've had and definitely one that we're currently working our way through brick by brick there's a number of pieces around me being more on that interdependent and you being more on the codependent that I think is triggering some of our headbutting Mm -hmm. definitely and if I hadn't read the article I wouldn't have seen okay you know when I'm digging my heels in or when Dwayne might say you know why are you holding so strong to that or defending that. And what I think I'm doing is basically holding my values. Right. Mm -hmm. And setting boundaries, setting like really clear boundaries about my autonomy and creating (laughs) the circle or space for my autonomy, which is very characteristic of an interdependent person. person. For sure. Um, But of course, on the flip side of that, I'm also very aware that I love you. That I love my partner and Mm -hmm. I want my husband to be happy. So I'm wanting to find some way to also be pleasing your request Mm -hmm. or meeting your request. Mm -hmm. But I have a hard time just being agreeable for the sake of being agreeable when it's not sitting right with that internal individual. Well, I think think that's where we differ because, I mean... Um, it's not to say that I like when you talked about the values, I mean, definitely, you know, there's aspects of, of values where I felt like, OK, this goes against my values. Mm. But, you know, this is the person who I care the most about in the world. So I'm willing to, like, 
put those aside or let them slide down or like, you know, look the other way on those particular values because what I want is for you to be happy. Um, so for me to say no to you is something that essentially is scary for me because if I say no, um, what does that reflect and what kind of impact does that have on you and then what kind of actions follow that? Um, so that's something that has always been, you know, at a, I think somewhere in the core of, of our relationship. And again, it's, it's this thing of like, um, I want you to be happy. You're the person I want to be the happiest in the world. So I don't want to um, have a negative impact on you and such. And then my values kind of like are fluid sometimes. So it's like, are they actually values if they're fluid? Um, well, I would, I would say yes. I, yeah, they, I would say so too. They are because, I mean, we're both having experiences mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i guess the it, it only is determined by the individual how fluid right one can be right and it still feel like you're having any part of your values right exactly right exactly and so that's been the territory we're navigating right um figuring that part out like yeah. we're both not getting our value hit on the the nail on the head right. 100% but right. how much percentage are we willing to f- to slide right and that's, and that's a still big thing. feel like we're we are being true to ourselves right. so we're we're getting there um you know i like when i'm looking at the characteristics of an interdependent relationship mm-hmm. we are we've made great strides on a number <laughs> of things on the list mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the top one there was healthy boundaries um those are constantly being sort of developed and yeah. learned and respected them in each other mm-hmm. active listening I mean we're doing a lot of listening and talking since we have this podcast and talking since we have this <laughs> podcast time for personal interests yeah. you know like tell the people some of the things you like to do or at least one of the things you like I to mean do. one of the things that I've been doing a lot recently you know outside of my Peloton bike is getting back into playing hockey so that's mm-hmm. been a, a regular thing for me um, since I was a kid so that's something that I've gotten back into more recently and I enjoy that time of playing hockey, but there's still a part of me that's like, you know, I miss I miss the days when you would come, like, you know, like yeah. I could look up in a glass and I see you know. there, like, oh, there's my girl, you know, like that was so, so again, there's that. There's and the, we we have done that. We've mm-hmm. had it a couple definitely, times, but we could definitely. have more of that because I, I also miss that, too. And I enjoy that. And this is what life is now. You know, we right. have kids at home right. and there's like, you know, work and trying to catch up on things so we're not always able to do it like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a piece. Of, so you're saying that there's still a part of you that's not totally immersed in the activity when you're there and I'm not there? Or um, It's not that I'm not totally immersed, but it's definitely something that I notice. Like I, I get to the about. parking lot and I, you know, I get to, into the dress room, I get changed and, I'm, and you know, I'll look up at the glass to see who's there and I'll be like oh there's nobody there you know what I mean or or there's two people there that I don't know no like it doesn't matter to me so um yeah I I mean and for me there's always a different way that I play a different different energy yes when I when I know you and the kids uh you know are there watching because obviously you know you want to you want to show out he wants to show out and he does show out I have some some footage of him showing out show out you too cool (laughs) I mean I want to skip down the list a little bit sure to a part on this um, characteristics of interdependent relationships that I think is something that we've made a huge, huge strides on, which is being open and approachable with each other. Yes. I, th- I think um, 
I think as time has gone on, we've kind of gone through a up and down situation of are we approachable? Are we open? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think right now in this stage of our lives, after 20 years of marriage, you know, 20 plus years of, of yeah. being in a relationship, I think we're being the most open and approachable with each other that we've ever been. You just stole the exact sentence out of my mouth. I was like, we are being the most open and approachable with each other that mm-hmm. we've ever been is mm-hmm. exactly what I was going to say. And I was just being, you know, polite and actively listening while you <laughs> completed your thoughts. Oh, you were going to cut me off that time? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about it. But I was like, no, there he goes. He, he hit the punchline. It is true. And I mean, the ways in which we're opening up, we're having tough conversations. We're yeah. having hard conversations. And we're being, you know, another one on the list was creating safety for each other to be vulnerable. We're being extremely vulnerable, sharing parts of ourselves that maybe the other one didn't know that much about Mm -hmm. or wasn't shown before. Right. So how could they know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm speaking about they, who's they, I mean, are we not talking about us? Some, some people you don't know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, me showing more of myself Mm -hmm. than, than you would have seen, as well as me learning parts of myself that I wouldn't have known mm-hmm. to be able to have shared before. So I would definitely agree on that. Um, I was thinking about some of the activities that, like my my personal interest right mm-hmm. now, I would say a lot of my time, if it's not directly work-related and you know family-related, has been in being more... Uh, focused on my wellness and Mm -hmm. being more involved with the groups that I work out with. And I also socialize with like all my 100 strong and sexy sass sisters and my power of step sisters, Um, you know, being in those spaces, meeting on the side for workouts, meeting on the side for events, going to um, performances, like supporting each other in different areas of our lives mm-hmm. um, that has taken up quite a bit of my I, th- I would say personal interest time mm-hmm. that's a huge difference between you and I um, and I think you already know this the fact that like your circle of people and community is so large and it continues to get larger and larger and larger while mine's on the other side is really small and minute and you know, I mean that's part of the whole self-esteem trust all that stuff mm-hmm. that that I go through so I keep my my community really like fist like mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so when I see you have I mean earlier in our marriage definitely there were you know situations where I felt like oh my gosh I'm being left out or I'm mm-hmm. le- being left behind because her community is getting so big and she's being asked to do all these other things and here I am at home mm-hmm. um now I don't think I have it doesn't have that kind of an impact um, but definitely, I recall that for sure. Like in our younger days. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I remember that that was a source of challenge in our early marriage. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when we're young and you're getting together and you meet each other, like we met each other in a social setting. Mm-hmm. And we even met, our, met each other in social settings that I'm still somewhat connected to those individuals. Mm-hmm. And those circles have grown, right? right. So... You don't really see yourself as being very different from the person you like, like, because you have so much in common. We mm-hmm. had so much in common when we met, but it doesn't mean we communicate in the same way. It doesn't mean that we feel safe in the same environment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean um, that we're even seeking the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And even though we were 
secretly seeking each other. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And then very openly seeking each other and got together young and and have fought our way to still be together now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you describe the um, you know, tight circle and my like larger community yeah, the contrast is very stark. Yeah, it's ridiculous, actually. <laughs> it is very different with yeah. the way we are with yeah. that. But even though like, there's often a lot of people who can access me or maybe are around me, even on the circumference of me, I still only you know, hold a smaller core group of people more dear who would hear more about what's you know, happening for me mm-hmm. on a more personal level, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like being an educator, mm. that changed things for me. Yeah. Huge, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think about like the days of like Facebook in 2007. <laughs> right. Well, I'm already a teacher because I became an RMT in 2001. And then, you know, students graduate and then you, they become your friend on Facebook. Right. So all of a sudden it looked like I have so many friends, but it's really like my massage community right. is growing. And then as I became like a speaker and a facilitator and working at conferences and, you know, eventually going to India, like even that community, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of, have a lot of friends on social media (laughs) that are from India from the time that I spent there teaching and facilitating. So yeah, it's really true. And I thrive off the energy um, and sort of the input of others, even though I don't run my life based on the advice of like a stranger mm-hmm. it's not like that but right. i do f- definitely feed off of that energy but that's because that's the extrovert in me right that is the extra extrovert side of me mm. yeah i'm definitely more the introvert with like extrovert tendencies mm-hmm. like i got no problem you know hanging out in a room of people and i'm pretty charismatic when when i feel like mm-hmm. i want to be but um yeah. i'm quite fine just kind of being to myself mm-hmm. and i really rely on this relationship and that's where the you know the codependency becomes like the thing the the relationship is like my social my social time it's my mm-hmm. time to talk about stuff that matter to me it's my time to talk and and ultimately it's usually you know this marriage like i'm not coming home talking about work all the time and no, i'm no. not coming home talking about you know oh you know this in politics and this in news like <laughs> that's not what i do like this is really the thing so like I mean, that makes me sound really boring, so I apologize. But no. that's the thing that's important to me. So it's just, It just is what makes you you. Mm-hmm. And like we, we do have to be careful with these labels that we often can have mm-hmm. in relationships. And um, you, know, you can definitely respond to this if you relate. If we label one of us you know, the exciting one and one of us the funny one and one of us the you know, mm-hmm. boring one, mm-hmm. then it starts to shape the relationship mm. based on those sort of labels. Yeah. You're somebody who you know, values a quieter, smaller circle and definitely values social time with your wife and your kids. Like, right. It's a beautiful thing. I am blessed. We are blessed as a result of it. Mm. And... I value those same things and also value this other thing. <laughs> right. So this is where it becomes hard because as a woman and as a wife, there's been times where I feel like I have been judged maybe not being a dedicated enough mother because I wanted to do certain things with work or I wanted to do something socially. And not just by other people, by like myself. Mm. That mother guilt, that wife guilt, or, you know, am I being too much or am I trying for too much? 
um, is it fair or, you know, is it appropriate? I'm mm-hmm. married now, especially getting married young yeah. and, and not really knowing what, where is the line and is there a line? Does right. there have to be a line? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for a while we, as a couple, struggled with that line and figuring out, you know, what worked for us. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's important that as a couple, um, if the coupleship is what's important, then the support needs to be there. Mm-hmm. And you figure out the hows, the whens, the whys later on. But if right. the coupleship is important... Um, I think it's important to stay on that line of, okay, well, well how can we make this work for both of us? Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, early on, that was something that wasn't always the easiest thing, easiest conversation for us to have. Right. It, it often felt like, well, in order for Michelle to have something, I couldn't have something. Yes. Or for me to have something, Michelle couldn't have something. I don't know that I ever felt that way, personally. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I felt in order for Michelle to have something... I couldn't have yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would be the one saying, "No, but we both, we both can right, have, we right, both can, which right. is that interdependent part of me saying, right. like, no, we both can have our sense of self, right. but let's figure it out. Like, we might, right. it might not be easy to see." I mean, there's been there's been a couple times where where I where I felt fell on the sword. I was like, "Okay, well, I'll just like you know, I'll stay home, or I won't do this, and you go and do whatever you want." And also, essentially, that created some sort of resentment and frustration and upset, and mm-hmm. and put us in a situation of upset. Um, in our marriage and here we are still trying to like figure out you know where the where the line is of of that I think we're we've done a better job yes. of of getting through those kind of situations um, but yeah I mean again the that just was the codependency on me I'm like well no I want you to be here mm-hmm. <laughs> people you hear what I have to deal with <laughs> But you know what's so cool is that we're actually talking about this and you can talk about yourself and accept and love yourself Mm -hmm. just as you are and see where you might want to do something differently or you you know this is a part of how you are. And I can do that too. But back in the day, we couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. That, It was too... I don't think we had enough things to to rely on. There wasn't enough um, Mm -hmm. data. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like at 20-something years old, there's only so much data you have That's true. in terms of a long-term relationship and what makes it work and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even the confidence to be able to speak about yeah, ourselves yeah. this way. And, and for me, I didn't have um, a long-term relationship to reference in my mm-hmm. life outside of myself, uh, outside of this one, to mm-hmm. say, okay, well, this is what makes a long-term relationship work. Right, right. And then for me, just having gotten into my first relationship young and having had that one last four or five years, I had something to relate back to, like what made that relationship work and Mm -hmm. what didn't. That's true. So just looking at really what makes for an interdependent relationship or how to build it, I think we're on the right track because they list knowing what you like, what matters to you not being afraid to ask for what you want, spend time with family and friends, continue pursuing pursuing your personal goals, be mindful of your values. Huge. Make time for hobbies and interests. Huge. Don't be afraid to say no. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> and don't keep yourself small or hidden to please others. If you heard the ad, if you heard the attitude in the, in the like that last one, it's Michelle's looking straight at me saying, "Yeah, don't keep yourself small." She does. She knows like that's 
that's my thing like and and you know the fact that um we're talking about me being an introvert and like you know I, I don't feel like I need to be out there and bright like that but I mean I could stand to be a little bit bigger in mm-hmm. in in uh in our relationship for sure for sure and you know and I was also looking at you to kind of remind you that the way that I would hope for that for you mm-hmm. I absolutely possess this line. Mm. Don't keep myself small right, definitely. or hidden to please others, including my husband. Right. And so that's been hard to balance sometimes or mm-hmm. navigate. Because while I'll feel that I'm striving to maintain this goal or this for myself, mm. he might be interpreting my behavior as something else. Mm-hmm. So we, we've had our share. Oh, yeah, definitely. Of conversations definitely. on these things. I, I definitely you know, remember you know, times where... The experience has been, you know, me dimming Michelle's light or making mm-hmm. her play small or mm-hmm. um, having her like hover at a lower frequency. Um, and that's never a good thing. I mean, nobody wins in that kind of a scenario. No. Um, so it's definitely important to be able to recognize it or to see it in yourself if you're the one creating that situation um, and see what that's about. And normally in, and in my situation, speaking about me. It's about me. It's not really about her at all. It's about how I feel about myself and and what I'm doing or not doing in the particular time. All right. So the question is, because we always like to leave you with a question. All of you couples out there, coupleships, you know, spouses, partners, whatever you refer to yourself as, Hmm. even those of you who are maybe single now, maybe out of long-term relationship, were you in an interdependent relationship are you in an interdependent relationship or are you in a codependent relationship? Mm. Or do you have something like what we have going on where we have something that falls sort of in the middle? Mm. It's a blending of the two of us and we are working towards more interdependence and freedom. Are we? <laughs> I'm helping him to work on being in an interdependent relationship with me. Come hell or high water, kicking and screaming, as you can hear. No, not really. No. Yeah, that's the question we'd like to know from you. So definitely let us know. Hit us in that link where you can leave a voice note. Tell us what your thoughts are. Um, We love the feedback that you've been giving us. Thank you so much for following us on Instagram, starting from experience, um, for dropping us notes and for giving us all of this great love. I mean, this is only episode six and I'm feeling the love. Yeah, absolutely. We really, really appreciate you following us and listening to us babble on sometimes (laughs) Uh, we hope that we're helpful because that's what we that's why we created this thing we created this thing to create a supportive community Mm -hmm. for us um, and people striving to to figure this out and Mm -hmm. and stay together and and grow and learn so there will be more from us next week we hope you'll stay well and we hope we hear from you absolutely take care ciao Thank you.